You're listening to the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast, part of the Fired Up Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Dan Soden. Uh, before we get into this week in wrestling, let me talk to you a little bit about the DailySmart.com. Guys, this site provides a single location to look and see what's going on um, in the world of pro wrestling. I mean, news, highlights, curating your own podcast feed. Make sure to go download the app and follow them on Twitter, at the Daily Smart. Um, every week... I want to start this off like a uh, a morning uh, DJ on the radio, like you know, you're listening to the fired up pro wrestling and like all that noise and stuff. But uh, you know, I, I never go through with it. Also, it's a really light week in uh, the world outside of uh, pro wrestling, uh, so I'm just gonna talk, I guess. Uh, the only real noteworthy thing to happen this week was GCW Tag Team Champions and Ring of Honor icons. I guess we can call them icons. The Briscoe Brothers were backstage at this week's uh, Dynamite. No words yet on what came about of it, but they're backstage uh, talking with Tony Khan. They've been rumored to try and start some kind of uh, feud, I guess, with FTR. So I'm not sure if that's something that's in the works. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be a one-off kind of thing or whatnot. There's no real news on that yet. Um, Outside of that, not much has gone down, which I guess is always a good thing in the world of pro wrestling. Um, When... Normally the news is releases or someone, you know, getting in trouble. So I'll take a slow news day over a busy week. Uh, when we return, we got AEW. We're going to talk uh, full, full Gear, Dynamite, Rampage. We got Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, and maybe even some Survivor Series uh, predictions on the other side of this. We're back. We're going to start things off with Rampage. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Bob Fish. Jungle Boy picks up the win here. It was a fine fine enough match. Uh, afterwards, Cole runs out to attack Jungle Boy. Bobby Boy comes and joins in. Uh, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus make the save. And Bobby Fish eats a kill switch for all of his hard work. Uh, I guess we're going to continue with having Bob Fish on our TV screen. It's going to continue to be a a vacuum sucker of entertainment, if you will. Uh, afterwards, we get a super click promo. Uh, Hangman interrupts. Um, him and Cole go face to face, but the Bucks kind of wave off Adam. Paige wants to talk to uh, Nick and Matt about everything that's gone down and basically says, if you get involved in the match of full gear i'm going to kick the ever living shit out of you and uh the bucks kind of back off uh next up we got jade cardill versus santana garrett and i don't know why aew has a list of signed talent um kira hogan's name comes to mind that could be easily in this place but instead they give us santana garrett who who just, like, flat-out sucks. Uh, Jade picks up the win here. Uh, Rev Velvet was at ringside, so uh, post, post-match she attacks. Uh, there was a one-year celebration cake at ringside. We all knew it was going to end up here. 
Red Velvet smashes the cake in Mark Sterling's face. A little disappointed it wasn't Red Velvet cake. Uh, Jade and Red go back and forth brawling, and, you know, eventually they get pulled apart. Um, I feel like this this instance of the feud has gone on longer than, like, the tournament has. Um, I know their feud dates back to Jade's one-year mark, but I mean this, this instance of the feud. Uh, Dante Martin versus Ari Davari. Obviously, the match of the night. I don't think uh, that needs to be said. Uh, really fun match. Post-match, Team Taz makes an offer to Dante Martin to join him. They let him decide. Uh, Leo Rush was not there. Um, his grandmother had passed away. Uh, our thoughts are with Leo Rush at this time. Uh, we get the Mark Henry promo duel. A highlight of Rampage each and every week. This week, it's Orange Cassidy and the best friends. And Matt Hardy and some of his... A uh, little crew. Uh, they go back and forth. Cassidy just, you know, doing the gimmick. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy is up. It's a Lumberjack match. And it's a match probably we didn't need to have. Blade lays out Orange Cassidy with the brass knuckles. Matt Hardy fakes an elbow drop. I don't know why he didn't just elbow drop Orange Cassidy. But I guess outsmarting... I guess the outsmarting of it was... I don't even know. There's no words to explain what that was. Uh, Matt Hardy gets the win. Post-match beatdown of all the best friends. And that leads us into full gear. So, uh, the buy-in show. Uh, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. Uh, yeah, that was a match that took place. Um, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa picked up the win. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was... Uh, it was fine, I guess. I don't know. It was nothing you have to go back and watch. Uh, MJF versus Darby Allen kicked off the show. Um, I personally feel like my thoughts on this uh, really differ from the vast majority. I did not enjoy watching this. I felt the match went on for far, far too long. Um, if it was about half the time, maybe... Um, you know, maybe I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. I thought the right person won. MJF defeated Darby Allen. Um, but, yeah, I just wasn't, like, I was looking at Twitter and was in shock about how many people were actually enjoying this. And it was, like, it wasn't even, like, the AEW crowd. It was normally the anti-AEW crowd was enjoying this. So, yeah, uh, the less Darby Allen I see, probably the better. Uh, the AEW Tag Team Championship match, the Lucha Bros versus FTR. This was much more my speed. Uh, the Lucha Bros did retain. They defeated FTR. Um, I'm looking forward to a rematch down the line. I know they have a couple things coming up, but I really did enjoy this. I may go on the line at saying it's second best match of the night, third best match of the night. It's up there, though. Uh, we have the final in the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament, we got Merrill versus Brian Danielson. I thought this might be uh, one of the more hyped Brian Danielson matches that we've gotten, and it fell just a little bit short of my own personal expectations. Still, I mean, when you have Brian Danielson in the ring, you're not going to get a bad match. It just was overhyped in my own mind, I feel like. I would have probably, if we're giving it a... Um, like a letter grade, it's probably a B plus. 
um, which is kind of funny thinking about uh, all the time that Danielson was called the B-plus superstar in WWE. But honestly, it was probably, like I said, it was it was just probably below the Tag Team Championship match. I did really enjoy it. We now have Danielson as the number one contender. In a match that we probably didn't need on this show at all, we got Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus the Super Click in a False Count Anywhere match. Honestly, nothing, nothing stands out. There's literally zero from this match that I really, truly recall. Um, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express do pick up the win. Um, it was, it was okay. It was if they cut this and the next match off, it would have probably been a better show. Just. Four hours is just so long, and it seems like they're continuing that plan. I don't know why. My brain was hurting by the end. I really, it almost took me out of the um the main event. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Malachi Black and Andre. Um, this is a dynamite match, and it was worked like a dy- dynamite match. Cody Rhodes and Pac picked up the win here. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It was okay. I mean, I, I just expected more, maybe even, but it, it was just, it was messy. Uh, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston, which is probably, yeah, I'm going to go with it. it. It was my match of the night, and it, I'm going to say Kingston's 2-0 two, two in match of the nights for the pay-per-views um, in recent recent memory. Uh Punk, probably his best match to date in AEW. I was hoping and expecting that they continued this feud going on, but it seems like CM Punk is here for a short time, not a long time, just the way it feels. It feels like he's built up for a match, and that's it. There's no, there's nothing else after that, that initial match. Uh, CM Punk did pick up the win here. Um, this... The ending of it, I kind of wish was a little bit more like Eddie Kingston just flat out like got knocked out in a submission, and that's how he lost. Um, but overall, really, really good match. Another match that we probably did not need on this show, and this one, this one really, honestly. I did doze off for a split second. Uh, split second probably was longer than it was. I did go back and try and catch up to what I missed. I don't think I missed anything. Um, it's Inner Circle verse uh, Men of the Year and American Top Team. Uh, I'm good. Never having Dan Lambert on my television screen again. Uh, Junior Dos Santos looks like he was having fun. I was not. Uh, Orlovsky. I mean, whatever. Uh, I think there's better usage of Ethan Page. I mean, there's better usage of Scorpio Sky, too, if we're keeping it real. Um, Inner Circle did pick up the win here. Um, we had uh, Jay Lethal make his uh, his AEW debut. Um, yeah, that was something. Um, he challenged Sammy Guevara to uh, the TNT Championship, which was at uh, Dynamite this past week. Uh, and the main event, which was probably the second best match of the night, uh, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Um, I thought it was a great bow on the storyline. Uh, it seems to have somewhat ended, but as in wrestling, everything kind of continues. Uh, Hangman Adam Page defeated Kenny Omega to get over the hump 
and win the AEW World Championship. Uh, afterwards, he had Dark Order come to the ring and celebrate with him. And it was really just... It was it was really well done. Uh, they had um, they had the young bucks down at ringside. They kind of gave uh, Adam Page the go ahead to hit the the buckshot lariat, and um, you know it was it was kind of nice. It wasn't overly done. Um, all in all, it probably not their best pay per view of the year, but decent enough. Uh, I would say if you're going to go back, uh, Punk, Kingston, Page, uh, Omega, and um, FTR Virtue Lucha Bros, Lucha Bros are the matches I would watch. Miro and Daniel Bryan, if you're, I mean, Brian Daniel, if you're, uh, you know, in the mood to to rewatch stuff. Um, and that takes us to, uh, to Dynamite. Um, Dynamite started off really, really hot and uh, ended uh, with me turning off the television. Uh, we start things off with Kenny uh, Kenny Omega backstage with the the remainder the remainder of the elite, if you will, uh, basically um, telling everyone that he's gonna take some time off. A lot of nagging injuries. Uh, if you watched the Doctor Bo uh, YouTube video with Kenny Omega, Doctor Bo is a uh, chiropractor that kind of works with. A variety of people he's done a lot of wrestlers they're kind of fun to watch you get a little bit uh insider info in a way if you want to call it that it's just a, a cool look at certain people um he's done jinder mahal brian cage jade um miro lana uh and he recently did kenny omega omega on the show was talking about how he had vertigo um so he was he's been wrestling while not being able to really even grasp where he's at in the ring. I thought that was kind of crazy. Also, it really speaks volumes to how AEW is handling um, the health and well-being of the wrestlers. But I guess that's a that's another story. Anyway, he basically says, hey, I need you guys to handle it. Adam Cole says he's got it. Omega kind of was like, oh, I was talking to the Bucks. So they lay the, the groundwork for the Omega-Adam uh, Cole feud when uh, Omega does come back. Um, the show initially, uh, this show uh, kicked off with Adam Page. It's National Cowboy Shit Day celebration. Uh, Dark Order's in the ring. Uh, we're all celebrating, you know. The crowd's chanting, "You deserve it." Uh, everything is great. It's uh, it's a real, it's one of those real earnest babyface moments. Everything was good. The crowd was eating everything up, and then Brian Danielson's music hits, and he comes out. And this crowd, like, Danielson didn't even have to go to the lengths he did to make this this happen. The crowd was ready. They were they knew what was coming, and they were ready. The crowd quickly turns on Danielson, and we get some entertaining heel Danielson comments. Um, just him and Paige go back and forth. And when that match does come to blows, it's going to be good. I am... I'm in the camp that I think Adam Page should go over Brian Danielson when that match does happen. Um, I know a lot of people want to see Danielson with the world title, but honestly, does he need it? I don't think so. Uh, Basically, uh, American Dragon is going to beat the shit out of every single Dark Order member until he gets his his title match. And tonight is uh, Evil Uno. Um, and, uh, he, he beat the shit out of Evil Uno. Uh, there's a couple times, uh, I'm not gonna lie, and, um, 
I know, you know, it is what it is, but I kind of wish Uno was in a little bit better shape. Um, I'm, I feel like the match would have been better, but overall, it was uh, it was good. It was a solid opener. I do enjoy that Danielson is still doing every opening match. It's I don't know what the story is behind that or why that is. I don't I don't think anyone has asked this question. I know wrestling journalists these days don't really like to ask any any question whatsoever. Um, I don't you know. But uh, after after the match, we get a little bit of a, uh, a promo. Uh, Tony Schiavone enters the ring, and uh, him and Danielson get to talking. And basically, Danielson lets us know, again, he is going to beat the shit out of every Dark Order member. Next week, they're in Chicago, so Colt Cabana. If you got the, uh, the nuts, as Danielson says, he's going to kick uh, his head in. Um, I'm looking really forward to Colt Cabana versus Danielson. I was amped. I felt it going. I felt the the heat in my in my inners ready. And then we get a backstage interview with Eddie Kingston. And, you know, I'm a Kingston guy. I love a good Eddie Kingston promo. So I thought I was going to get myself even geared up more. And in come 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. And uh, if there's one thing about this guy right here, it's Daniel Garcia fandom. I'm on the bandwagon. I'm I'm driving it. I don't know what you do on a bandwagon. Anyway, basically it comes down to uh, we're going to get Daniel Garcia versus Eddie Kingston. We got a, a great stare down. We got a good little back and forth. And it's uh, <clears throat> it's going to be some good stuff. Uh, they followed this up with uh, Orange Cassidy and Ishii versus The Butcher and The Blade. Uh, the Butcher actually took time off from his tour to have this match because he wanted to face Ishii. I'm hoping Ishii has uh, a little run like Suzuki had uh, back in October to November, uh, early November, because <clears throat> it would be it'd be a lot of fun. I don't, I haven't personally watched enough Ishii to say that I am a fan. I'm probably butchering the man's name, um, but I've enjoyed very much so. I enjoy violence. In every capacity, and I've enjoyed the violence that I've seen from this man. This match was no different. Um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and we saw Ishii uh, pick up the win here. Um, Tony Schiavone was backstage with FTR, Tolly Blanchard, Andrade, and uh, that assistant. Basically, we are getting an eight, yeah, eight man. Yeah, my math is completely off. An eight-man tag team match uh, next week. Um, I, like I said earlier, I think this is leading to a blood and guts match. I don't see that eight-man ending in anything but chaos. Um, maybe a DQ of something. Uh, we know Cody likes the uh, the smoke and mirrors. Uh, the TBS Women's Title Tournament quarterfinal match. That was a mouthful. It's Sheeta versus Nyla Rose. Honestly, I thought Sheeta was going to take this. Uh, the match is what it is. Um, Serena Deeb interferes, so we're going to get the Serena Deeb-Sheeta rubber match uh, probably soon. And Nyla Rose does pick up the win here. I thought the ending uh, with the stretch mu- standing stretch muffler was nice. Um, so Nyla Rose advances to the next round. Of the tournament, uh, Malachi Black cuts a promo. Um, I don't know why Malachi Black couldn't be with the rest of the team. I guess the allure. He is their uh, quote-unquote Undertaker, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he uh, 
he basically acknowledges the challenge and he's 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 in on it. Uh, MJF came to the ring with Spears and Wardlow. Basically, MJF is just going on and on and on, and um, saying he should be the next AEW World Champion because no one in that locker room is nearly as good as him. Nobody is on his level. Uh, as he was saying, nobody is on his level. I instantly said out loud, cue CM Punk's music, and lo and behold, CM Punk's music hits. Um, they should have had this next week if they're going to do the CM Punk thing. I think it would have been an even better reaction. Um, but whatever. Uh, MJF says, hey, I'm Maxwell. And uh, Punk laughs and walks out of the ring. Um, Excal- I believe it was Excalibur pointed out that uh, this is Punk playing mind games with NJF. Um, I don't know why they had to paint that picture for us. I think we were right there. It was kind of something I don't think they normally do, but... You know, it is what it is. Uh, Tony Schiavone backstage with Darby Allen, And uh, to my surprise, to our surprise, because no one saw this coming, uh, Billy Gunn and the Gun Club kind of uh, challenge Darby Allen. Uh, I believe the match is going to happen at Rampage. It's going to be Billy versus Darby. Uh, one of the kids, I, f- I think Austin, uh, made uh, the I Like Turtles joke. And you know what? It's been far too long for that joke not to be made. Um, I know MJF made it early on, I'm pretty sure, but I think every week that joke should be made at Darby Allen's expense. Uh, we get another Young Bucks and Adam Cole backstage segment. Um, Adam Cole and Bob Fish, because we are continuing to push that man. Uh, we'll face uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy on Rampage. I'm sure we see the Young Bucks get involved in somehow, some way. Uh, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster versus Dante Martin and Leo Rush. Um, I actually was taking a, uh, a pee during the Acclaim's entrance because if there is a time to go take a pee, it's definitely when Max Caster is wrapping his way out to the ring. Um... I'm a big Anthony Bowens guy. I really like uh, I like what he brings to the table. I don't think this tag team does him exactly justice, but also I think that he would be um, lost in the shuffle. So you got to take the good with the bad. Dante Martin and Leo Rush are incredible in the ring. Um, they might be the fastest tag team ever. I mean, not ever, not ever. I don't want to say ever, but they, uh, definitely in AEW right now. Um, just really good stuff. They got the win here. Um, Team Taz comes out afterwards, um, and they they ask they ask again, and uh, there's no answer. So we'll see. Uh, and the final match is uh, Sammy Guevara and versus Jay Lethal for the TNT title. Uh, Sammy Guevara picks up the win. Uh, Tony Nese was sitting ring, ringside. I believe he will have the TNT title match next week. Uh, on the Rampage card, we have Billy Gunn versus Darby Allen, Jade Cardgill versus Red Velvet, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish versus the Jurassic Express. So it should be a... Uh, you know what? It might be a Rampage you can miss, just judging by those three matches. Yep. But overall, it was a pretty decent week for AEW. Uh, When we return, when I return, I'll be talking WWE. 
uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Survivor Series, you know the drill. We're back. We're going to talk WWE. We go in the order of SmackDown, Raw, NXT 2.0. Sonya Deville in the ring with the SmackDown women's team. They have a little uh, hold apart with Shotzi and Sasha before Naomi interrupts. Uh, Naomi goes after Shayna Baszler. When they come back from commercial, we got a six-man tag. Uh, Aaliyah picks up the win over Natty in this six-man tag. It was... uh, it was certainly there. Uh, Sami Zayn's backstage practicing his rally speech for Team SmackDown. Jeff Hardy was kind of just there watching. Sami notices him. Uh, and uh, Jeff Hardy tells Sami it was really bad. Uh, this uh, this upset Sami. Aaliyah's backstage. Sonya interrupts. She lets Aaliyah know she's no longer on Team SmackDown. And that's that. Um... Kayla Braxton with Roman Reigns, just a regular old Roman Reigns interview. Uh, as Michael Cole calls him, happy folks are backstage. Um, just talking, giggling, what Baron Corbin does. Rick Boogs and Nakamura versus um, Angel uh, and Herberto. Uh, Angel and Herberto pick up the win here. It was a fine match. Uh, Von Wagner. Backstage with Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. It looks like Von Wagner is going to be Adam Pierce's muscle, if you will. Sammy comes in to complain about Jeff Hardy, and Pierce makes Jeff Hardy versus Sammy Zayn uh, losers off the SmackDown team. Uh, Charlotte Flair in ring talking about Becky Lynch and the Survivor Series match up ahead. Tony Storm interrupts. Storm challenges Flair for the title. Flair turns it down and walks away, but she doesn't fully walk away. She has to wait for someone to open the ropes for her, and there was like a weird little awkward moment. Uh, Kayla Braxton with King Woods talking about his match with Roman Reigns later in the evening. Aliyah is talking on her phone with Al- um, and Ali comes in uh, talking about how she got kicked off the team. Before Ali can really say anything, Ricochet interferes, comes in and tells Aliyah not to listen to Ali, and kind of gives her a bit of a pep talk as he walks away with her. Uh, Sami Zayn versus Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy wins this match. It was a fine match. Sami Zayn's off the team. Um, yeah, so there was that. I, I don't know why they would kick Sami Zayn off the team. He might be, if I'm not mistaken, the most entertaining person on the team. We get a hit row segment. Uh, just basic what they've been giving us, followed by Jinder and Shanky, uh, which was really awful. Looks like Jinder and Shanky are going to be feuding with Hit Row. Uh, we get another Zaya Lee vignette. Um, eventually, she'll show up. Kayla Braxton with Ridge Holland. Holland is back to talking about Sheamus. Uh, Cesaro interrupts him, and Holland says... Uh, he'll be a better tag team with Sheamus than Cesaro was. And we'll get to find out Sheamus' thoughts because he'll be here next week. Uh, Roman Reigns versus King Woods was the match of the night. Woods wins via DQ after the Usos attack him. They take the crown and place it on the head of Roman Reigns. Um, they're definitely, they're definitely baiting it like it was going to be the Usos. Versus New Day, but that is cl- not the case, clearly. Uh, Raw kicks off with Big E. 
He starts throwing shots at Roman and the Usos for their attacks on New Day, then switches things up and starts talking about Kevin Owens, uh, calls him out, and then KO comes out talking smack about why he did what he did. KO goes uh, to the back, and Big E goes to chase him down, but is attacked by the Usos. Uh, Usos let Big E know that this is a message from Roman, and they call out RK-Bro for Sunday as well. Riddle does what he's been doing and runs out for the attack save. Sonya Deville comes out and announces a tag team match. Usos versus Riddle and Big E. Rollins makes his way out for some reason and goes on commentary. So we got Usos versus Riddle and Big E with Rollins on commentary. Rollins eventually interferes in the match. It doesn't last long. Ends in DQ. Randy Orton then makes the save for Riddle. When we come back from commercial, guess what? The ghost of Teddy Long. We got a six-man tag team match. RK Bro and Big E versus Seth Rollins and the Usos. Rollins picks up the win over Riddle with a rolling elbow, roaring elbow. Uh, Riddle and Big E uh, shined in the match. Post match, Usos go to attack Riddle, but they eat an RKO for their efforts. Big E picks up Jimmy and hits him with a big ending and lets him know deliver this message. To Roman. I'm assuming Big E will be on the go-home show for SmackDown. Uh, Bianca Belair is backstage um, talking about Dewdrop, but for some reason, Tamina interrupts, and we're going to get Bianca versus Tamina. Um, Kevin Owens, a uh, quick backstage interview. Finn Balor interrupts him and lets him know it's going to be him and KO tonight, and that he never trusted KO anyway. Uh, Bianca versus Tamina. There's only so much Bianca can do in this match. Um, they basically are just selling the fact that she's super strong and super capable of whooping Dewdrop. Uh, we see Dewdrop watching backstage. Um, like I said, Bianca looks strong. Dewdrop comes out and cuts a, a promo. I don't get the turn that they're doing. It's like a weird turn, not turn, because Dewdrop hasn't really done anything completely heelish. But it's just confusing. Uh, we get Becky in ring. She's going off about Charlotte Flair. Liv Morgan interrupts. Um, Liv Morgan doing her best. Britney Spears. Uh, oops, I did it again. Cosplay. They go back and forth for a while. Becky goes uh, for the manhandle slam. And Liv counters it. Um, decent decent segment. I'm kind of... I want to say I'm kind of looking forward to the Liv Morgan-Becky uh, Lynch match. And I don't know why. Uh, we get the same old, same old RKO, uh, RK Bro segment. Please, for the love of God, and this uh, Street Profits come in after Randy storms off, and they do some weed humor with Riddle. Uh, Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. This was a really fun match. Uh, Ford picks up the win after a reversed, uh, reversed crossbody. Rey Mysterio is going off on Adam Pierce. Pierce decides to put Rey Mysterio in a match with Bobby Lashley to shut him the hell up. We get a Nikki A.S.H. versus Queen Zelina match. Zelina picks up the win with a code red. Then they flip it and Rhea Ripley versus Carmella. Rhea picks up the win here and post-match Zelina hops on the mic and just talks shit about Nikki A.S.H. Yeah, it's a... I guess they're just waiting until after Survivor Series to have the tag team match and keep it moving. Uh, Adam Pierce is backstage with Big E, um, telling Big E to stay away from Baylor, uh, Balor and Owens. Uh, we get a Seth Rollins interview. Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor. This was really like the match of the night here. It was, it was probably the best match for WWE this week. 
Maybe. I'd have to really think about it. Uh, but yeah, KO picks up the win with a stunner. Uh, Styles, an almost backstage interview. We get a lot of forced pop culture references. Uh, and then the Dirty Dogs talk, where they also give forced pop culture references. And we get Styles and almost versus the Dirty Dogs, which is just almost destroying the Dirty Dogs and Styles coming in for the pin after a phenomenal forearm to make you look like he did something on the project. Bobby Lashley cuts a little backstage interview. No MVP. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Bobby Lashley. Lashley wins via the Hurt Lock, and Dominic just kind of watches as his dad gets wrecked in the hold. Uh, after the match, Pierce is interviewed. He comes out to the crowd. Pierce removes Rey Mysterio from Team Raw. Uh, Austin Theory then comes out, hits an ATL on Dom, and goes to take a selfie, and Pierce decides, hey, you know what? I like that. I like that Austin Theory character, and gives uh, Austin Theory a spot on uh, Team Raw for Survivor Series. So it will be, um, yeah, it'll be Austin Theory in uh, in the team. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why they would take Rey Mysterio off that, but hey, who am I? Maybe they move Mysterio to team. Well, no, because it's still Adam Pierce. Yeah, I don't know. I also don't get like what's Adam Pierce. Who is Adam Pierce competing with? Um, like he has no one to compete with. So it's him going against himself with a red tie versus him going against himself with a blue tie. It uh, it kind of takes a little bit out of the brand supremacy thing. Anyway, NXT 2.0, it opens up with uh, my favorite NXT superstar and yours, Tony D'Angelo versus Dexter Loomis. Uh, D'Angelo needs to have some kind of finish that's called like the Gabagool. Uh, D'Angelo picks up the win in a pretty quick match following a thumb to the eye. Uh, Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes come out post-match and attack Loomis. They stop a chair on his drawing hand, I presume. Johnny Gargano makes his way out fashionably late here for the save. Uh, we get a post-match promo from Johnny calling out Carmelo Hayes for the beatdown on Loomis. And uh, Pete Dunne decides to come out and tells Johnny not to worm his way into the title match. Carmelo and uh, Trick Williams are in the crowd. And uh, you know what? Car- I know before I made the joke about Tony D'Angelo being favorite superstar. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams might be my favorite thing in NXT 2.0 right now. Um, it's them or Braun, and everyone loves Braun. But I think my personal pick is Trick Williams alone. Uh, that man is... Um, Give him a mic all the time. Uh, Carmelo then challenges Johnny and Pete to a triple threat match for the North American title. Um, in in all of this, Pete Dunne does remind everyone that he is the same age as Carmelo Hayes, um, which I find to be fascinating given the youth movement in NXT 2.0. And for some reason, Carmelo is attached to that, but Pete Dunne isn't. Anyway. Food for thought, I guess. It's not really. A Diamond Mine promo. Joe Casey interrupts. It doesn't really lead to much yet, but I'm assuming with this whole tryout thing, it will lead to something down the line. Uh, We get an LA Knight promo about Grayson Waller, um, which led me to Googling Grayson Waller and finding out he was on Survivor. Australian Survivor, but Survivor nonetheless, which now, in my mind, makes Grayson Waller Australian Miz. And yeah, I, 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 for some reason, once I attached that to it, I started to like Grayson Waller more. 
uh, Diamond Mind versus Jacket Time and Odyssey Jones. Jacket Time, the name has grown on me. I think it's the theme song. Love Odyssey Jones. He picks up the win here over Roderick Strong following a big-ass splash. Uh, Grizzled Young Vets uh, talking to their nan as uh, if they have won the tag t- NXT Tag Team titles. Uh, they were uh, actually holding the women's NXT Tag Team titles. Uh, Grizzled Young Vets are now scammers. And um, I don't know why. I don't know why they needed a gimmick. Uh, we get an MSK segment full of wee jokes as they're flying to meet the Shaman. In my my mind, the Shaman is either RVD or John Morrison. RVD obviously fits the mold. John Morrison has been doing a whole finding the enlightened self uh, gimmick on Raw as of late. So, And he hasn't been on the last couple weeks. Uh, Andre Chase versus Zion Quinn. Quinn picks up a pretty decisive win here. Uh, Wild and Mendoza sneak attack Quinn. Quinn eventually fights them off until the returning Santos sneaks attacks him. Sneaks attacks him. Yeah, I guess that's how you say it. Electra Lopez says no one says no to her. And honestly, in that moment, I would have said yes to her myself. My God. They lay him out. She does an overacting, seductress thing. They could have left that on the cutting room floor. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez is backstage talking about Mandy, the title, Dakota, and it's as boring as ever. We get the poker showdown, and they have an actual poker table set up in the ring. Uh, there was a lot of forced pop culture references because WWE seems to be on that boat. Grimes wins via bluffing, and Duke Hudson loses his mind. Powerbombs Grimes through the table. Duke Hudson then cuts Grimes' beard and hair with a pair of scissors he found in a toolbox. I don't know why they had Duke Hudson do this and not L.A. Knight during that feud, but here we are. Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly backstage. Kyle O'Reilly seemingly pokes fun at Von Wagner for being on SmackDown and says, let's get to work. Briggs and Jensen versus uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. And um, someone really needs to hook up Von Wagner with some new gear. I don't just a splash of color or something. Something that doesn't make him look like a creator wrestler that doesn't have enough attribute points to buy gear. Uh, Imperium was watching backstage after the match. Um, they cut a promo on Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner, basically mocking them. And I get it because Von Wagner looks like just a joke. Uh, Indy and Persia are backstage. Uh, Persia tells Indy to go be with Dex and she can handle the match. Uh, before we get to that, we got a lashing out segment. Grayson Waller interrupts to spill the tea, cuts a promo on LA Knight. Like I said, I'm becoming a Grayson Waller guy. Persia uh, beats two jobbers. We got Robert Stone, who everyone that he's been associated with has been fired or moved away. So now he's looking for fresh talent, and he watches Persia win the match from the entrance ramp. Uh, Dakota Kai backstage interview. She has a tick now. I don't know why. Uh, Toxic Attraction interrupts. And kind of lets Dakota know, you know, what is what. Dakota walks away from them. Grizzled Young Vets come in and give the belts back to the girls and um, act like they found them. It's weird. We get a Ciampa promo where he basically is coming to the ring to cut a promo. Uh, In between uh, the time he kicks his chair away and gets to the ring, we get a Caden and Casey promo. They're basically festival kids now. 
probably works the best for them. Ciampa in ring calls out Carmella Hayes. Grayson Waller starts calling out Tony D'Angelo before Braun Breaker interrupts. Braun challenges Ciampa again, and Ciampa's like, you lost. Makes a joke about his uh, uncle's math and uh, walks out. I guess we'll see where that goes. Uh, Raquel versus Dakota Kai. Dakota brings out the shovel at the end. Raquel gets the shovel and goes to goes to hit Dakota with it, but Toxic Attraction runs in for the save. Cora Jade makes the save for Raquel, but fails. Zoe Stark comes out for some reason on her injured leg, hobbling, but EO's music hits. EO grabs the crutches and goes off on Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai. This was a complete fucking mess. And at the end of it, EO yells out, War Games. It's no William Regal, but I guess this is the team we're getting. I doubt Zoe Stark's good to go by then, so we'll probably see someone else in her place. Overall, you know, it's getting harder to watch certain aspects of WWE, but there is still a lot of good in there. It's just the bad is really, really bad. Um, And I feel like build-up to pay-per-views aren't exactly evened out. Um, for instance, a lot of build up for Roman Reigns and Big E, a decent amount of build up for Charlotte and Becky, no build up for the rest of the show. A little bit was made about the teams, but not so much. Um, so let me go into predictions for Survivor Series, Damian Priest versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm going to go with Damian Priest here. I just, I, Nakamura doesn't need it. Priest just keep. Keep them winning. Uh, RK Bro versus the Usos. Uh, the Usos are probably going to pick up the win there. Hopefully, landing the seeds of, you know, contention between dissension between RK Bro, um, Big E versus Roman Reigns. I'm probably they're probably going to have Roman win. Um, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. This is really a coin toss here. I feel like we get some kind of DQ finish here, and no one really wins. Um, team Raw, um, as far and first team SmackDown, the women's um, team Raw is gonna win. I mean, Bianca just aren't Bianca alone. Team Raw is gonna win. Um, team Raw versus Team SmackDown, men. I'm going. I'm leaning more towards Team Raw. I mean, you got Rollins, Balor, Owens, Lashley. And, and theory, um, SmackDown's Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, Xavier Woods, Happy Corbin. Like no one on Team Raw, I mean Team SmackDown, really needs that win. So like, why have them win? Um, I know SmackDown, I think won everything last year. So having only the Usos and Roman win kind of sets up more storyline about how Roman is the head of the table. I could be wrong could be right we'll find out next week when you guys come back to listen to the fired up pro wrestling podcast till then guys have a safe weekend